just me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh. I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, any Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Serene sold separately. Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand, get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it, and live the free sky's the limit. All right, guys. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Man, all right. So a bit of a different flow tonight. Tonight is Saturday night. Honestly, doesn't really feel too much different because we're usually on it this time on a Monday anyway. But yeah. um, and for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like we were on yesterday. It really doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't really feel like a Saturday, to be honest. But it is what it is, and it is a Saturday. Um, and it's a special Saturday unscripted, man. As you guys know, the reason we're on uh, Saturday is because uh, I'm going on vacation during the week. So I will not be in the Windy City for 
Monday's show or, you know, what is usually Monday's show. So I want to thank everybody going out of their way to be here, whether you're here in chat, whether you're here in uh, on the replay. Um, and I want to thank Sir K for doing this, man. So doing this for me. Oh, yeah, um, so I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, man, um, we obviously don't have Monday Night Raw to talk about. So that's a little weird. That's a little weird. But, weird. yeah, we do have uh, SmackDown to talk about. Uh, we can talk about SmackDown. Um, it was a pretty uh, okay episode. It was a pretty okay episode. There's definitely uh, some talking points for the show. And then, obviously, we're going to start you guys off with AEW Dynamite, man. So, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite was pretty damn good. It was pretty damn good. It was... um definitely unlike the dynamites we've been seeing which um in my honest opinion have just been there it's just there. been there on a wednesday to watch so yeah. exactly man um but not this episode this episode felt very good it felt very good man so um that was nice that was nice um for sure um and SmackDown, SmackDown had uh, SmackDown some had some pretty interesting stuff on it, man. We had the debut of Cameron Grimes, debut of uh, Grayson Waller. We had their triple threat bracket tournament thing, uh, same thing they did on Monday. We had the Bloodline telling their story, um, furthering it, mm. which was very very good stuff. We had this odd, very odd championship celebration segment with Bianca Belair that was just weird um it's weird yeah um yeah but we'll get into all that good stuff man but um yeah man other than that bro other than that that was pretty much that was pretty much a week of wrestling man and obviously nobody talked about Rampage so yeah that's completely thrown out the window that's just about as useless as mentioning um NXT um, and Ring of yeah. Honor at this point. Exactly. Just nothing. Nothing anyone could ever care about. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and jump right into the intro, bro. So what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, man. Another edition of Notorious Unscripted. And with that, um, if this is your first time watching... This is your first time watching, and you guys do not know how the show works, man. Every Monday after Monday Night Raw, we are on here with Unscripted, and every Friday we are on here at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. Um, unfortunately, uh, this past Friday's edition of the news, or yesterday's edition of the news, isn't up yet, but I uh, am probably going to get those up for you guys tomorrow night after I hit the road, so you guys have some some NHP to listen to all week on all platforms. But if you guys do not know where to find us, man, you can find us um, all of our platforms. We are on um, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here. Like I said, usually Monday after Monday Night Raw for Unscripted and Friday at 4 p.m. Central for um, the news, man. So... With that, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels Podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. 
And with that, you can get all eight of these beautiful designs available in more than just a t-shirt live on the merch shop. You got the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the best kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret design, the scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired shirt, and the Christmas merch, man. So again, all eight of these beautiful designs are available for you guys on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir social media pages, man. So with that, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the hosts of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been... Uh... I'm chilling out, man. I'm pretty normal lately. Been pretty normal. Um, just been chilling, man. Just been chilling, waiting for a double or nothing weekend, and just waiting for that, man. Speaking of what Logan's talking about in the chat, man, bro. that shit made my fucking day, bro. Those tweets from his hacked account, Matt Hardy's hacked account, absolutely fucking hilarious, man. That dude that hacked him is gold. I mean, it sucks that he got hacked, but that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> but, um, I'm great, man. I'm doing great. Um, Bronte always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Awesome. Life's good, man. The family's good. What about everybody in chat? What about you, bro? How you doing today? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, nothing, nothing too much going on, bro. Nothing too much going on. Just getting ready. Getting ready for a nice little little getaway nice little getaway so that's uh, exciting um but other than that bro other than that man nothing much at all so yeah that's that's that man so yeah other than that nothing nothing too much bro nothing too much so as durante always asks i'm good family's good what about you durante and how's everybody else doing man pop slogan bell Rich, Anthony, you guys, I told you, Anthony, um, you guys know, you guys know who you are, man, um, um, yeah, and how the hell are you guys, man, thank you guys for being here, can't forget about my guy, JT, as well, forgot about him, well, I didn't forget about him, but I almost did, um, but, yeah, bro, so, other than that, other than that, dude, really nothing too much, man, just getting ready, getting ready, like I said, for the vacation, and then, um, double or nothing, bro. So that should be a movie. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah so, man. yeah, that's that, bro. So, yeah, man. I guess we could just go ahead and start you guys off with the week of dynamite. Week of dynamite, man. Like I said, this dynamite felt like a uh, very uh, very good episode of AEW Dynamite, man. Definitely not what I'm used to. Definitely not what I'm used to uh, in terms of how Dynamite has been the past couple weeks. Um, eh, it's been like that for a minute, but yeah. you guys get the point. Um, so we started this this show off with Orange. No, I'm just kidding. Thankfully, bro. Man, when I, dude, when I fucking, when I played Dynamite and I seen something just based off the fact that I did not have to hear 
Orange Cassidy's theme music or see him already in the ring genuinely made me very happy. I'm so tired of this dude making the show. I don't know why they would make him the show opener, but man. You don't got it like that, bro. I don't know what they think that man is. He ain't nearly that good, man. And I'm glad he didn't open this fucking show. Yes. Instead, we got another one of Tony's concepts. Another one of Tony Khan's uh, super cool, not, concepts. A double Jeopardy match. Dude. Why are you putting two champions in the ring together in a non-title match and the winner gets a shot at the other's championships? What the fuck? Um, So, the... (laughs) To explain the concept here of the double Jeopardy match, also they gave Claudio new theme music. Oh wow, I didn't notice that. Yes, uh, after he picked up the victory, there was a just I don't even know what it sounded like. It just sounded like a bunch of just Noise. not scary like trumpets. Like, it it definitely sounds like it's trying to be scary, but it's not doing that at all. I don't know what was wrong with his other song, but whatever. Um, So, okay, so Phoenix obviously is a tag champ, and Claudio was the world champ. So if Phoenix wins, he gets a shot at the world title for Claudio. And if Claudio wins, then Claudio and a partner of his choosing get to challenge the Lucha Brothers for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. So, that's the double Jeopardy match. Fucking Tony Khan and his concepts. I mean, what? Like, what? No. Yeah. Don't do this, Tony. Just no. Yeah, please. Please. Definitely. (laughs) That's... I don't know, man. I'm not really the biggest fan of putting two champions in the ring together when one of them has to lose, and one of them did lose, because Claudio picks up the victory here. So a partner of his choosing, which obviously there's really only three men in contention, get to challenge for the Ring of Honor um, Tag Team Championships. <sighs> Wait, why? This is just filler garbage. Oh my god. Yeah, see where these tweets were uh, they're not popping up for me on um on the website version. Well they kinda are. Oh dead the dude added Twitter support and said help this man out. Oh my god. That is absolutely fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> what did Matt Hardy do to deserve this, bro? Like, whole people you could hack, he did it to Matt Hardy, bro. Come on, dude. He should uh, got TK, dude. I, I, that would be the dream. Start, t- just... start fucking tweeting at Triple H. <laughs> oh my God, bro, that would have been fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fucking Triple A start tweeting at AEW. Oh my god, bro. That's fucking hilarious. So, Claudio 
Claudio picks up the victory here against Phoenix. So him and a partner of his choosing get a chance to face uh, the Lucha Brothers for the Tag Team Championships. So that was that. After this, in what was um, a really cool part of the show and a really cool um, cliffhanger type moment, um, a part of the show, and I really like this uh, this touch on the show was Renee is running around frantically backstage and she's telling the cameraman to follow her and they walk up to Miro. They walk up to Miro as Renee says, Miro, what are you doing here? He does nothing but stare off into the distance. The camera pans out and shows that he is actually staring at a door that has the name Tony Khan written on it and he uh goes in to get it back in blood for triple h so um yeah but uh, on a serious note he um he walked in and we didn't hear another thing from him so that was a really nice touch and a really cool cliffhanger dude i've been hearing those stories about them putting la knight in a tag team this is why you should have fucking put him on fucking monday night raw bro I don't understand why that man was kept on SmackDown, but he is way too over to be wasting his fucking time, bro. I mean, seriously. Exactly, man. How even under the Triple H regime, when someone naturally gets over, they still don't do anything with them. That is insane that that's still happening in its current day and age. Yep. Good old SmackDown, bro. That show is cursed. Until those world championships are free. Those guys have nothing to fight for. Nothing. God damn. Not a damn thing. So Miro goes into the office. Um, Miro goes into the office. And um, yeah, that was that. So another thing that mm-hmm. I really liked on tonight's show was these little. Um, oh, my bad. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the Miro segment? I thought it was shocking, man. I did not expect that at all, man. I like the way that they did it, man. I like how he showed up, didn't say a word, and then right into Tony Khan's office, man. The man, he's been beefing with on Twitter. Well, not directly. There's more of his wife doing it for him. Um, But we all know he was disgruntled, man. And him just going into the boss's office and then not acknowledging that on TV was really interesting, man. Absolutely, man. It was a really nice touch. Um, it was a really nice touch on the show. And Logan, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you again. It's back to the Super Slam Dog. WrestleMania 41. Cool. 28, baby. All of us are going to be there to see it. 2025. Oh, my God. Pro. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> Let's go until Mania. At that point, Cody Rhodes might have... At that point, dude, Cody Rhodes might have lost so much momentum. People may want to see Roman Reigns beat him. Yeah, I could see that. I could see the fans wanting them to beat him again. And when he wins, they'll be pissed at Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Cody, man. Uh... So, 
Uh, okay, so another thing that happened on the show. Um, an- <laughs> that is true. Um, mm-hmm. another thing that happened on the show was uh, we got throughout the night, um, four vignettes that were just beautiful, talking about um, uh, from all the four pillars, talking talking about their road to AEW and um, pretty much why they're going to be the next AEW world champion. So the first one was from MJF. He talked about the huge gap between him and the other four pillars. Um, He said, you know, they were all great. Uh, They were all, you know, fantastic in their own right. But the gap between MJF and the other three is just um, too big for them to handle. So... So that was uh, that was MJF's part. Um, he talked. Uh, he also talked about the huge list of names he's beaten: Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Cody 17. Rhodes. I mean, he was name dropping like a motherfucker, man. John Moxley. He mentioned. Uh, he mentioned a bunch of people, man. He mentioned a bunch of people, and um, now that I think about it. We've never hmm. seen Kenny Omega anywhere near MJF in AEW. That is true, man. They're saving that. Huh. I know they're saving that. That's going to be crazy one day. Damn. I, just, I don't know why that just popped in my head, but it did. Damn. Those guys have like been on compl- like never, not once, cross paths. Wow. No, yet, man. That shit's going to be crazy. The day that shit happens. So... Um, that was that, and then after this, the AEW Tag Team Champions came out, um, FTR, to talk about the challenge that was laid down by Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Dude. Literally said, don't waste FTR's first reign back. Um, well, second reign on these on this group, and what are they doing? How do you think this is compelling television? What about Jeff Jarrett is so interesting to the point where you have to continuously put him in a title match on pay per view? I'm sick of it, dog. I really am. I mean, what the fuck, man? You can't build up anybody. They they really fucking can at this point. I don't know what the hell that they're doing. Dude, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett come out to interrupt them. Mark Briscoe comes out, and the story here... You know, we asked for a fucking story in AEW, and when we get it, it's shit like this. Mark Briscoe is being used because he's close to FTR. He's being used by Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to find out FTR secrets. Is this seriously compelling to people? Do people like to see this kind of stuff? I mean, seriously. This is damn near the same shit they were doing with the Usos before they left. (laughs) Bro. God, God, you you have no idea the kind of bad memories you just brought back to my brain. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, like, Boosie Hot. Oh my God. Saving backs. Oh God. I loved it. <laughs> what a waste. What a waste <laughs> of a feud that was. That could have that could have been such an epic feud as well. I mean, good lord. Anyway, so Mark Briscoe comes out here and he's trying to get everyone to calm down. He brings a bottle of um, I'm assuming liquor. Um, and some cups. He hands everybody a cup. Sanjay Dutt pours his drink. He pours his drink and he spits it in Dax's face. He spits it in Dax's face. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Dax Harwood. Everybody starts brawling. Everybody starts brawling. Mark Briscoe's about to pull them apart. Oh, by the way, Mark Briscoe is the special guest referee. For their tag team match at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. This is so, what FTR is doing on pay-per-view. We know how they're going to win the match. FTR is most obviously still... I mean, Mark Briscoe is most obviously still their friend. So he's going to side with FTR. Come on. Come yep. on, guys. Why are you doing this? Yep. And the way they're building it is exactly for that. Because Jay Lethal shoved Mark Briscoe into Dax while Dax couldn't see. Dax gave his ass a spike pile driver, and he didn't know who the fuck it was. It could have been his fucking daughter, for all he known. And he just, he just spike pile drivers the man. And then he realizes who it was. He, you know, crawls over there and, you know, starts, you know, trying to help him or whatever. But they're saying... They were saying, "Oh, how is Mark Briscoe gonna feel about the uh, feel about Dax Harwood giving him a spike pile driver?" They're trying to obviously make you think he's not gonna turn, or they're sorry, he is gonna turn on FTR when he is not. He's still their friend, and he's gonna side with them because he knows that Lethal and Jarrett are using him. So, it's yeah. completely pointless, man. I hate when they try to set up like fake beef. That's obviously not going to be real. And they just go with it on TV. I hate that so much. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um, With that, uh, next, Chris Jericho had a segment where, a backstage segment where he was talking about how Adam Cole made work an unsafe work environment. Uh, Roderick Strong. Oh. So he got Adam Cole banned from the arena for Chris Jericho matches. Roddy comes up, challenges him to a false count anywhere match. Um, and he says, uh, I actually have legal clause too. So Adam Cole and the JAS are banned from the arena for the uh, false count anywhere match uh, next week. With Roddy and Chris Jericho, which obviously I could easily just see them go fighting outside the arena and having everybody get involved. So it's gonna be some bullshit like that, man. You know it. But I mean, Chris Jericho getting ready for his feud with Punk, getting that legal stuff ready. He's smart. That is true. <clears throat> that is very true. Chris Jericho is getting the legal stuff ready. Uh, for um, like Are nine nine months of hush hush, and no exactly. contact with him. 
He's going to be a dynamite guy in no time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, next, we get Sammy Guevara's. Uh, next, we get Sammy Guevara's um, uh, vignette. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This one has Chris Jericho as well, you know, as well as Sammy talking about what he's done in AEW. Then Chris Jericho is on here. Most of these guys, except for MJF, had somebody uh, talking about them as well, and it was really, it was a really, really nice touch. Um, this one had Ty in it, Sammy's wife. Um, she was mm-hmm. talking about how hard he works and um, all that. Chris Jericho said from the moment he was brought into AEW, he was never meant to be a lackey. Uh, or anything like that. He was uh, just meant to be put under the learning tree of Chris Jericho so he can blossom his talent, um, which was just a really nice touch, and I really liked just how much focus and, and, and thought and effort they put into this. They did show more, they did show more clips of Cody Rhodes, um, which just they've been bringing that man up a lot it's just genuinely making me lol at this point um it's just hilarious i love when they bring up cody yeah so um yeah so sammy sammy talked about how he's won a bunch of championships um he showed the case his display case of the tnt championship uh and the mix triple a mix tag titles that he won and he showed an empty case that he was getting ready for the AEW World Championship. So, um, very, very cool to see. Um, and a greatly uh, produced thing, man. I mean, what a concept um, is production value. So, Exactly, man. I really like these. And Navarro's really good, man. I like what they did with him. Um and Kavar, man, he, he's been on that likable streak, man. I hope after this feud ends that they could keep it up, man. Uh, I really hope so, man. Absolutely, man. <laughs> um, the next slot in the show was Tony Khan talking about how um, Tony Khan was talking uh, about his announcement. He said that um, AEW has uh, great content already. But he thinks they can produce even more great content. He says, stay tuned to next week because we have uh, a huge announcement. So this is obviously the announcement of Collision and hopefully the announcement of AEW partnering up with uh, HBO Max or Max to um, distribute the pay-per-views on to, man. I would absolutely love that. I've been waiting for that for the longest time ever. Definitely, man. Definitely. It was funny as hell, though. At that time, on TV, he had Miro and Thunder Rosa in his office, and he was just out there doing that announcement, bro. This came off so funny on TV. Oh, that's true. This I shit. didn't even think about that. <laughs> bro, this just, man said, hold oh, on a minute. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. Like, Bill said in the comments last yesterday, um, it was an announcement to an announcement, man. Classic TK moment right there. But um, I can't wait. I can't wait to get that collision announcement finally. And I hope they announce something with, with Max, man. I really do, man. I really do. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, then, just 
Waiting for our favorite part of the show, man. He's finally here. The international champion. Orange Cassidy comes out. He comes out to Plain Jane. um, And he comes out with his book bag. uh, And he's facing Daniel Garcia. He's facing Daniel Garcia here. um, In what was a pretty good match. They worked uh, the hand. I don't know if his hand is hurt or something. But... They did um they did work the hand and that was um that was that man. It was nothing more than a match and Orange Cassidy slips away with another victory under his belt. So this is like twenty two defenses um for the uh for Orange Cassidy uh with that championship and I still have yet to care about any of them. Exactly, man. The fucking international title, whatever. I don't care about fucking I, I don't care about Orange Cassidy, man. Please get that title on somebody I fucking care about. Seriously. Seriously, bro. So, um, after this, uh, after this, we got a vignette, uh, um, or not a vignette, a little backstage interview of Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, and then on the other hand, the Outcasts talking about uh how Sheeta turned their back on them when she thought that they were going uh she was going to uh be cool with them and yeah they just hyped something up for next week uh Ruby said something about them showing them violence next week or something like that but yeah I think it was a um, trios match I think it was outcast versus I think it's, I think it's a weird other pairing. I don't think Sheeta's in that match next week. Is it Willow? I don't think she. I think I. I don't know if it's Willow, but I don't think it's Sheeta either. I don't know if she can make it next week. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, I think they said she was in Japan or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think it's just gonna be somebody random next week. It might have been Sky Blue. I don't fucking know at this point, man. Um. Mm. Can they? Can this shit just end, man? Can it please just fucking end? No kidding. No kidding, bro. Um. So next we have a Christian Cage and his monster, Luchasaurus, coming out. Um. They came out here, bro, to talk about Wardlow and the TNT Championship. They were informed that Wardlow was not backstage. Uh, so Christian just absolutely took the opportunity and ran with it here because he said he said to he said to uh, Wardlow he said you know he said something about he said I'm not gonna um he said everybody knows that I um about Jungle Boy's father, but I'm not going to go there uh, with you because, let's be honest, your father wasn't famous and nobody cares about him. <laughs> Dude, I, I miss Christian, bro. I miss seeing this man on TV on the regular, man. This, this man. This... Maybe it was him that had my hearty. Uh, maybe it was, bro. This man is absolutely hilarious, bro. Uh, so he said he's not going to go there with Wardlow because, um, like he said, let's be honest, your dad wasn't famous and nobody cares about him. 
Um, but he pretty much just talked about how he was gonna take the TNT Championship, bro. But that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it wasn't bad, man. It was fun seeing Christian be able to do his, you know, heel stuff, man. Dude, when the fans started to chin, Edge is better. That shit and me dying, bro. I fucking love that shit. Dude, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Absolutely. That's insane. Absolutely hilarious. Um... But yeah, man. So that was that. That was that, man. And Christian, dude, <laughs> it's absolutely insane that Vince never seen anything in Christian like he's seen it in Edge. I swear, man. Especially when Christian had this in him the whole time. Seriously, bro. And even like when he was a heel in 2011, fucking 12 years ago, golly. 12 years ago it like he was still like even pretty good and and he was a really good baby face as well he was a really good baby face um but yeah i genuinely do not know how they just seen bland in christian he's a great wrestler he he's fucking fantastic um definitely logan i respect that man some I don't know. Something about old man Edge just don't do it for me, man. Um, I don't know. I like I I like Edge. I like Edge. I, I don't think. I think a lot of people put him on like this like god level tier, but I think Edge is really good. I think Edge. I think Edge still has stuff in the tank. We've seen it against Finn last year, so we know he's got a. We know he's got you know, bangers in him, but, hmm. The fans still portray Edge as, like, prime Edge, and he's not prime Edge anymore. Yeah. He's yep. quite pretty far from it, man, to be honest. So, so not saying he's bad at all, but. I think in their prime, though, in the ring, I would honestly have to give it to Christian. Oh, yeah, but I think in their prime, man, the best part about Edge was his vibe and, you know, how he acted and his coolness. Yeah. That's what made him the rated R superstar, man. I, I'd still probably give it to Christian. Even though I do respect that, Logan. I mean, they're both great in the ring, man. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I definitely re respect respect the hell out of that take. But I think when it comes to personality um, and charisma, I'll give it to Edge. Um, if we're mm -hmm. talking them in their prime, both of yeah. them in their prime, but I would also give it, I would also give in the ring in their prime to Christian for sure. Oh, definitely, man. The thing about Edge that did elevate him was the spear, man. That is a finisher that could elevate anybody, man. And to me, I've never been crazy, you know, for, you know, the kill switch. It's a, it's a good, it's a great name, but I never go crazy for the finisher itself, man. Oh, I love but that finisher. It, it really was the spear that also elevated Edge a lot in the ring. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, uh, um, Edge, I mean, Edge's, you know, Edge's vibe and personality, too, uh, I think tips him over the edge. Definitely where if we if we were if we were to play a game or this or that, I think a lot of people would give it to Edge, including me. 
uh, just just for that that alone and his heel run, his heel run uh, with Lita. I mean, that stuff is just can't be touched. Um, I mean, Gordon Wars and Matt Hardy, he would have fucked Lita too. <sighs> Bruh. <laughs> No, I think no, I think I I I never I I never I never uh, got the vibe that Christian would uh, work uh, a no. slow pace. I, I always I always enjoyed Christian's work a lot. I think I think Christian is so underrated. I think Christian is one of the most underappreciated talents ever. He's That's just that man. good. Um, he really good, and then old man Christian, one of my favorites, man. Yes, and old man Christian as as a as a character is absolutely just beautiful. It's fantastic. That shit is perfect, man. He's that, such a prick, and it's hilarious. That man is just a fucking menace, bro. A true menace. Like, um, I, I just... But yeah, yeah, I I always I always enjoyed Christian's Christian's work. Um, for sure. Two goats. Two goats. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, man, that was that, um, that was that, um, yeah, and then, yeah, he just continued talking about Wardlow, and then he just walked off, so, um, then next we got the, uh, oh, also before he left, he told the crowd to kiss his ass, and he walked away. <laughs> Fucking Chris. Okay, man. Ugh, I love the fucking guy. So, Dude, please let the face punk at some point. Bro. Just get those two Bro. If we do not get a Christian Cage and CM Punk program, I'm going to be very upset. Dude, they could recreate the promo where Punk goes, Can you stop bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching, bro? Dude, so Christian can do that to Punk easy, man. Dude, oh my God, they need to recreate <laughs> that. So, so, um, next we got Darby Allen's vignette. We got Darby Allen's vignette. He talked about how his lifestyle outside of wrestling plays to his style in the ring. Um, he talked about how. Uh, skateboarding and doing jumps um, plays into his style because it is his fearless mentality. He said, dude, this man is so fucking insane, bro. He he opens the thing by saying, yep, this is my house that I used to drive my car off of. And then it just fucking shows a video of him in a car just flying off the roof of his house into like a trailer. Like, bro, what the fuck? He's crazy, man. Like, when they showed his dad, that shit was hilarious, man. Oh, I even mean, Darby started laughing. <laughs> he is the most normal-ass dad ever, and it's just Darby. That shit was amazing, man. Darby, man, he's genuinely one of my favorites in the business, man. Dude, he's just, he's, um, he's, he's... Such like Jeff Hardy, bro. Like he reminds me so hard of Jeff. Like, um, some people in wrestling, like like Jeff, like they don't need to even try. Like they don't need no. to try and have like this like over over abundance of of charisma about them. It just comes to them. 
Like it's just a exactly. natural charisma that just draws people towards you. Like, like you said in that fucking little vignette, he just says it all casually. Just yeah, this is my house. I used to, you know, jump cars off. <laughs> and like, then it what? just fucking shows him just flying over his house in an SUV into a fucking trailer. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and then he goes, yeah, and then. He shows that, and then he goes, oh, yeah, and this is my dad. And then he just starts fucking laughing because his dad's just fucking standing there just all normal. So he says, he says, this is, this is, um, this is the house, um, and obviously uh, it's all fixed up now, and this is a big-ass skate park. And he proceeds to show us that his whole house, the whole backyard is just has an abundance of skateboard ramps. This man, <laughs> ah, Darby. Hilarious, man. I love him. dude. That man, he's a fucking gem, man. Yeah, he is the guy. He is Darby Allen. Is uh, fantastic. He's fantastic, man. So he talked about how the style of uh, you know the style outside of the ring plays into his style in the ring, and then you knew it was coming. We were getting a legend for all of them. And Darby's legend was Sting. Um, it continued to show clips of uh, Darby getting his mom in some sort of uh, car and fucking jumping ramps with her. What goes on in this man's household, bro? <laughs> like, just hey, mom, you want to go jump the car? Yeah, all right. And then, what? and then it also shows uh, clips of him doing a backflip on a tricycle. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. So Sting, Sting says that Darby Allen just has a natural connection to the audience, similar to how a young Sting did, and a young Sting became the world heavyweight champion, and so will a young Darby Allen. He was also holding his dog while he was walking around the skate park. <laughs> Fucking Darby, bro. Hold it, man. That man is amazing, man. Although it probably won't happen yet. And although it's kind of obvious it's going to be out of politics from MJF, man. I wish it was Darby. I, Darby. I want it to be Darby so much. If it's especially MJF, too, it just fits so perfectly. Yes, it really does. It really does, man. So Darby Allen is incredible. And like I said, man, this man reminds me so much of Jeff. Like he just has that just. He just has that aura about him, and he just has that that natural charisma that just draws people to him and just makes him very likable. Um, and then Sting being in there, bro. St- Sting is Sting is one of the goats, man. So seeing Sting seeing Sting in any capacity is pretty fucking cool, man. So and hearing him talk uh, about Darby, um, you do feel, and that's one thing I I love about Darby Allen too is the pairing of him and Sting comes off as so genuine it's mm-hmm. insane and i love it i love it to death man i really do man i really do they that shit's just worked ended up working so well definitely like dude could you imagine could you imagine darby allen winning the world heavyweight championship on the same night sting wrestles his retirement match and darby mm-hmm. allen comes out and lets him hold up the championship yeah, it would just be pure fire, man. Dude, that would be beautiful. 
Like, oh my god, bro. Like, oh, that'd be so sick. That would be so sick, man. We get a match with Julia Hart and uh, Anna Jay. Um, we get a match with Julia Hart and Anna Jay. Uh, it honestly wasn't the worst thing ever. Um, it was, it was okay though. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing too bad, man. Julia Hart submitted her. Um, and yeah, so that was, that was that. Hey, hang on a second, man. I was a big doubter when Julia Hart was looking to join this, join the House of Black Men. It should prove me wrong, man. She is great. so perfect in that role. Um, I, I, I was I was so wrong. I thought she was not going to work in that, and she's amazing in that role. Yeah, she she yeah she's been amazing. She's been fantastic. Um, I wasn't really sure how it was going to work either. Um, but I mean after after um her joining the group, uh, I'm kind of glad it wasn't. Abaddon. Abaddon seemed a little too predictable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This was a really nice surprise that it worked. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely, man. And speaking of the house, the next match was the House of Black versus Best Friends and Bandito in a house rules match. Okay, so they wrestled in the dark. So, there's to all you AEW fans who used to make fun of the red lighting. What do you have to say about this? Um, (laughs) So, so there's that. 20-second countouts. DQ is optional for the opponents. And the House of Black have custom trios championships. They are silver instead of gold with House of Mm -hmm. Black... Side plates. I dig them. <clears throat> oh, they're fucking sick, man. I, I really like the way they look. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I wish AEW was consistent with custom championships. Because they do them for some people, but they don't do them for others. Yeah, like, dude, they gotta kind of reveal them more when someone does it. Like, yeah, I made this for us. Or some, some line... It lets us know that they made a custom championship for themselves. Definitely. Like, Miro got a custom TNT championship. Sammy didn't. Scorpio Sky did. Cody didn't. Wardlow didn't. So why do some people get it and some people don't? It doesn't make any sense. I really don't get why they can't explain it to us. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely, man. Um... So the House of Black pick up the victory here, bro. Obviously, nobody is fucking, especially not the best friends and Bandito. Going to take down the house. Um, They are going to continue to be champs, hopefully, for a very long time. Um, We can hope. But uh, after this, after this, uh, we did get a... Another person going into Tony Khan's office, Thunder Rosa. Yeah. She walked up and Renee said, Thunder Rosa, what are you doing here? And she said, tonight seems like a good night to go talk to Poppy Khan. Poppy Khan. Poppy Khan. <laughs> I never would have imagined somebody calling him that. <laughs> Poppy Khan. Poppy Khan. 
that is just absolutely hilarious as he walks in his office. Fucking TK, man, or should I say PK? PK? Poppy Con. Golly. After this, we got Jungle Boy's vignettes. And his legend was Christian. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. And man, I really like the fat. I like that detail, man. Me too. Me too, man. Um, He talked about how um, it's crazy that his dream of becoming a professional wrestler, um, his dream of becoming a professional wrestler, he's living it out now. Dude, going back and seeing old clips of him when he first started AEW, people, this this man's um this man's growth uh in terms of like him bulking up is very underrated. He got a lot bigger from where he first started in AEW. He really did, man. That shit's insane. He first came in by never talking. That was his thing. He never talked. And he was just like skinny and smaller. It's crazy. It, it's man, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, or not hilarious. It's um, it's amazing, man. It's an amazing journey. What was hilarious is I did not think he would be living the gimmick that hard with that backyard, bro. It really looks like a jungle. His backyard looks like a jungle, and he has a wrestling ring in it. Like. I did not expect that backyard to just be a jungle. He really lived in the gimmick, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about how um, he has a wrestling ring in his backyard, so he's always training. Christian Cage then said, Out of all the four pillars, um, I seen the most in Jack Perry, and I still stand by that. I like that, man. I all like that a lot. All he has to do is get his head out of his ass, and <laughs> and he'll be a world champion. Oh, man. This, man, man. this man is absolutely hilarious, bro. All he has to do, he's going to be great. All he has to do is get his head out of his ass, and he's going to be a world champion, bro. Fucking Christian, okay, dude. It's, it's hilarious, man. That is, it's pure, it's pure fire man i like the way they did that a lot yes and i like how he said you know i i stand by him um or i i stand by him being the most talented of the pillars yeah i like that man i like that a lot he he was with him for a reason man because he thought he was the best man even though you know apparently his mom raised a piece of shit in his eye in his words oh my god Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. Uh, Orange Cassidy was watching the House Rules match, and he was taken out backstage. And when they went back, Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open was holding the International Championship and, I believe, the IWGP Tag Team Championships. As congrats to them, they won them a minute ago, but Aussie Mm -hmm. Open is the heavyweight tag team champions in New Japan. So sick, man. I like that a lot. Definitely, man. They're one of the best. They're one of the best up and coming tag teams on the planet. So, um, look out for them. And Aussie Open or Kyle Fletcher, rather, 
um, was standing above Orange Cassidy, and he looked in the camera, and he said, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. And that was that. So I'm assuming we'll be getting that on a wonderful episode of Rampage soon. So oh, you know it. <laughs> after this, we got a vignette um, with Jay White and Ricky Starks as they will be challenging each other next week in a match. What the fuck are you doing with Jay White, and why is he not on the pay-per-view? Dude, I have no clue. I feel like that can make... I feel like they're going to put him in like a tag team match or something at the pay-per-view if he does get on it. I could see I that. Don't know. Like Starks and Spears or <sighs> something. I could easily see something like that, man, and I'm ready. Yeah, that would be abysmal. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, man, that was, um, that was, that was that as the main event then got started, the steel cage match, the steel cage match with John Moxley and Kenny Omega. He came out with, um, Danielson in his corner as man, they just wear so much merch that is not on sale. Like you were saying last week, it is insane. It's fucking crazy, man. They got the bomber jacket, that Blackpool wrestling hoodie, the and all the be, be real. Like what? Like release this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to buy it. The fuck? Like I don't give a man. I don't know what they've been doing with that. Yes, I, I love, I love how, um, I love how I love their Blackpool wrestling hoodie. It's like it, it it gives it the vibe that it's like an actual like sports club. Yeah, that shit's sick, man. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know how you see like, for example, like shirt like Chicago shirts that say like Chicago basketball or Bulls basketball or some shit like that. Like it gives those kind of vibes. It does, man. It does. I like in that old like that like old school font. Like mm-hmm. that old school ROH logo, man. Yeah, yep. I like it a lot. It's very good, very good, man. Um, Kenny and Mox start brawling outside of the ring. The BCC comes down, and then the Young Bucks come down. Claudio catches Matt Jackson's leg, and Nick Jackson just hits him with a super kick anyway. Um, and then they start beating up Wheeler Yuta. He ran into a super kick, uh, and these guys weren't even in the cage yet. This shit was crazy, man. As the Bucks, um, the Bucks went towards Danielson, but he didn't really do nothing because he was sitting at the commentary desk. Um, as these two started fighting in what was a very, 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 very good main event here on AEW Dynamite, there was shards of glass, the rope was broken, John Moxley was bleeding. It's like not shocking at all. Um, <laughs> the top rope was broken, man. I mean, it was nuts in there. It was nuts in there, bro. As Kenny had Kenny had Mox up against the cage. Kenny had Mox up against the cage, and he gave him a V trigger through the cage. John Moxley fucking smacked the ground. Kenny Omega didn't smack the ground because his leg was caught in between the cage pole and the ring which just looked absolutely absolutely horrible and i'm so glad he's okay because that could have been catastrophic it really could have 
it could have destroyed man the man's leg man and it did thank god man but um that shit was crazy as hell man i was looking out um that main event went crazy man <laughs> mock and Andy are two people that are always gonna have a good match against each other man that shit has been great well that was number four right I what? think, yeah, I think that was number four. Three. Was it three? Because I know they had the unsanctioned, and then the winter is coming. No, you're right. And then they had the barbed wire death, and yeah, then yeah. this one. Right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, was four. Dude, these two never miss, man. And no. This was heat, man. I liked it. And that V-Trigger out the cage was something. I've always wanted to see someone, you know, throw like throw someone or hit someone through the cage man and it, it looked amazing man and i'm so glad that kenny's fucking leg didn't get destroyed on that landing uh oh we got new tweets bro um bro. happy um, mother's man. day to all the milfs from matt hardy <laughs> Dude, this poor man. oh my god I, I just know his ass punching the air right now. <laughs> I can't believe I found a random phone on the ground and it was signed into Matt Hardy's Twitter. I would just have to hear, bro. At Matt Hardy, me versus you, double or nothing. Feeling like the Undertaker right now. That is fucking absolutely hilarious, bro. Head Chef Hardy brand. You've always been the <laughs> inferior brother. God, oh man. What is going on, dude? That is fucking funny, bro. So Kenny, anyways, Kenny gets uh Kenny uh V triggers him to the outside. He V triggers him to the outside. He's laying there for a minute as his legs hurting. John Moxley gets a screwdriver. Puts it in the ring. He goes to hit Kenny with it. And Don hops in from where the cage broke. He grabs the screwdriver from Mox. Um, Kenny gives him a ripcord knee. Goes right into the one-winged angel. And he hits him with it on the glass. One, two, and this motherfucker, Don Callis, strikes Kenny Omega in the fucking forehead with the screwdriver as they got the greatest reaction from Brian Danielson on commentary. It was hilarious. <laughs> as soon as they seen him, he was just like this. He was just looking just with this huge grin on his face and he just starts laughing as man. I felt so bad for Kenny. I cannot wait to see being the elite on Monday because Kenny Kenny, I seen a clip of Kenny backstage with the Bucks, and somebody asked him how he felt, and he said, if I can't trust Don Callis, who can I trust? Oh. The Hangman. Bro, I love the Elite, man. This story is just a fucking banger. It's gonna, it's so good, man, because it's the person that's probably gonna show up next is probably gonna be um, Ibushi. And yep. there's something that's got to happen between those two, too, mm -hmm. to get Hangman in that shit. So it's, it's going to be amazing, man. I love what they're doing with this. That shit with Don was hilarious and crazy. Unless, 
unless mm. cuz I could see Hangman going in before Ibushi and then I could see mm. um and then I could see something happening with Takeshita that you know the elite uh, the moment they get the upper hand on the Blackpool Combat Club and the moment everything seems good, Don Callis is going to arrange for Takeshita to turn, you know, on, on Kenny as well. And then they're all of a sudden they're going to be outnumbered again. And who's a guy that they're all cool with? Not just Kenny. Kota Ibushi. So, mm, I, guess I, I would definitely hope that's the path, but I think it'll be the reverse to me, sadly, honest. Even though that's my preferred cast, I think it'll be reversed. Because the um, thing is, the only reason I'm saying that is I don't think they'll keep Hangman off the pay-per-view. Because I feel like whoever gets introduced next is going to be on the pay-per-view match. Pay-per-view. Yeah, <clears throat> that is true. I would hope so, man. Especially that Hangman was announced for one of their house shows very soon. So mm. so I, I could see it being Hangman. I hope it's Hangman. I hope it is, man. But um, the story's looking great, man. The story's looking great. I love what they've been doing. Awesome. And then did you see uh, Don Callis was calling somebody as he, like, left the arena? Who was he calling, hmm? That's a mystery, wow. man. Especially the fact that we saw, um... Uh, I already forgot his name. The one guy from Lost the Open earlier in the show? I can see that one being Will Ospreay. Kyle Foot. Maybe he's calling Will. It could be a possibility, man. Him, Takeshna, somebody, man. He's calling somebody. Hell, what if he's calling Ibushi and Ibushi turns on him too? That still would be brutal. I, it, there's a lot of options here, man. And I, I can't wait for it to come even unfold even further, man. I love what they did with that. Definitely, man. They did a great job. They did a great job, and uh, just very shocking, very shocking events of uh, Don Callis turning on Kenny Omega, and it was uh, it was an awesome thing to see. You knew it was going to happen eventually. You just didn't know when. Uh, so, it was very cool. It was very cool to see it uh, finally happen, and it was um, it was uh, it was it was fantastic. It came off great. And Don Callis just looked like a prick. Um, and yeah, man, I think you, I think you put him with Takeshita. I think you put him with Takeshita, and you uh, uneven the odds for the Blackpool Combat Club. And I think it'll, I think you got yourself a pretty sick, uh, pr- a pretty epic moment right there with the Golden Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club and Takeshita. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah, I can't wait. Blood and guts. Uh, I hope so, man. I really hope so. Definitely. Definitely, man. So that was the week for AEW Dynamite, bro. A very, very good, very good edition of uh, Dynamite, man. And I really enjoyed it a lot. I really did, man. It really felt refreshing, man. And I hope with this announcement on Wednesday, they could keep it up, man. I really hope so. Yeah, keep the... Keep the momentum going, man. This is what we need. This is what we need from it, now on, man. So it, it really is, man. It really fucking is. Definitely, man. So I don't know, man. What are you guys thinking, bro? You think we should talk about a little bit of NXT level up or what? Oh hell no. <laughs> Alright, I guess we'll skip this week. 
He's on level up to their fucking main event brand. Yeah, it's it's two it's what two hundred five live got rebranded into. Yeah, but now they don't even have people. That's two hundred five anymore. Yeah, it's not like it's 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 nothing completely. It's it's a brand new show, pretty much. It it just took the time slot. It just did, man. That's yeah. that's hilarious. NXT level up. Good yeah. lord. Edris Anofe is on there, and Malik Blade, oh. and Bronco Nima, and Lucene Prince. They were on level up this week. What about Dante Chen and Tavion Heights? Dude, who the fuck is coming up with these goddamn names? What about Wendy Chu? Well, we know Wendy Chu. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. the first person I... Well, I know Edris Anofe because of that stupid-ass tattoo, but otherwise... Otherwise, I've never watched any of his work. Um, uh, Wendy Chu faced uh, Kaylani Jordan. <laughs> what hey, the fuck? Dude, who are these people? <laughs> no kidding, bro. <laughs> no kidding. Um, okay, man. So, SmackDown. SmackDown opened up. With the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. The World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, man. We have Edge versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. This was actually a really good match. I really enjoyed this match. It was very fun for what it was. They did a lot of cool spots in here, man. And it was was just a really good match, man. Edge, um, Edge had, I believe, the sharpshooter. Locked in on AJ Styles. Rey Mysterio then hit him with the 619 because he like had his face damn near up against the ropes for God knows what reason. And um Ray went to Ray went to jump towards Edge, but I think Edge was a little miscued. I think he was supposed to spear him midair and he kind of like botched it a little bit. But he um he speared Ray. AJ then hit him with the phenomenal forearm and won the match he advanced to the finals for um this episode of smackdown hell yeah man hell yeah you love to see it um and he's actually hilarious logan i had no idea it got pinned in front of his kid and it's fucking hilarious but um great match to open the show man yeah well so it was very good very good match and then next up we got the other triple threat match we have sheamus Versus Bobby Lashley versus the now, the A-Town resident, Austin Theory Live. You know what I realized about Austin Theory, man? You like his theme song? (laughs) Not that. I like the guy. Has a baby face a million times more. Then I like that guy as a heel. I was watching clips of old baby face the way Austin Theory. Oh my god, he was, guy, he was hilarious. Like, that guy's fucking likable as hell. I would be screaming A-Town Down. I wouldn't be screaming it. I would be saying it. I'd be saying A-Town Down if he was still that vibe. That overall, like, just a funny guy, man. Just a, just a funny, genuine, good baby face, man. 
I, I think he's a million times better than as a baby face. I think he is the blandest heel. Not that he is the blandest heel. They gave him the blandest heel character in the world, man. But I like the guy, man. And I, I would 100% rather like face Austin Theory, man. I think they should turn him face again, man. I really think they should. That is beautiful. Because dude's good when he's a baby face. But dude, so, this heel character garbage, man. So, the only thing about Theory as a baby face, I don't really see him hitting ceilings. Or I don't, I don't really, I see him hitting ceilings as a baby face. Because if, oh, yeah. if they want him to be the now, then. I don't know if he could do that as a babyface because the reason I like him as a babyface, um, and I'm assuming it's the reason you like him too, is because he was fucking hilarious. He was absolutely he's hilarious, and he had great comedic timing. But I can't see that guy becoming a world champion. The only thing about him as a heel that I will say, because we joke about Austin Theory a lot, but... I, I really do like Austin Theory. When he first lost the money in the bank, I thought that was fantastic. That, But he he never kept that edge. He never no, kept it, that edge to him. And that's where it, it went a little, not completely wrong, but a little wrong for me. Yeah, but this character is still better than Sophie Theory a million times. Oh over. my God, that was ass. That was what? really ass. But like he kind of got his confidence back, but he's still angry a little bit, and it just doesn't work, man. He's just as a heel right now. He's just got to be pissed. If he's not fucking angry, he's just there. That's all. He's just at that point, he is at a ceiling to me because he's not that interesting. It's just a heel. No, he, he is. No, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I completely understand your point. Um. The thing is, the thing is, though, is he, like, the whole, the whole reason I think it worked with him, the whole reason I really like when he first lost the money in the bank is because his character was driven off of failure. That is mad relatable for just people in general. Um that is mad relatable, and I think that could have made him a very good heel. But I mean, he kind of got his cockiness back, and it kind of just like kind of messed things up a little bit. It kind of derailed it a little bit. But I miss when I miss that original, fresh off the money in the bank loss, Austin Theory as a heel. I think when he's just straight, just mad, and just has the biggest chip on his shoulder. I think that's when he works the best for me. Definitely, man. Definitely. That angry theory, the chip on his shoulder was so good, man. I actually liked him. Very but good. um I don't I don't care for cocky theory, man. He just don't gotta like that, bro. Yeah. Like LA Knight, he gotta like that. That man. Austin Theory, he just don't gotta like that, bro. It's just how it is, bro. He he's got it, just not that. And that's what he is. That's why I'm not a big fan of the guy right now. Yeah, and, you know, if you want to be cocky, but win, yeah. you know, your match is clean, sure. Exactly. But a lot of the times, like, think about how he won the U.S. championship. It was literally, I think Bobby Lashley 
hit a spear or Seth hit a curb stomp and he just I remember him throwing somebody out of the ring and stealing the pin I think it's like dude like I guess or like with John Cena like you tapped out bro like how are you cocky when you know you lost the match it just doesn't it doesn't bode well it really doesn't it's the same way every time Roman holds up those titles I feel nothing because he never in my eyes, never officially defended him without cheating. So, you're not the fucking champ, bro. Your group is. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's... just a group at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, awesome theory, man. Chicago. With the right character, he, the man is great. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, really, they fixed problems. Wow. What problems were you constantly complaining about? I would like, like to know what they fixed. Maybe they did, bro. Maybe they did. So, um, Bobby Lashley picked up the victory here um, in this. Sheamus hit Theory with a brogue kick, and Bobby Lashley hit... Uh, he either threw Sheamus out the ring or he hit him with a spear um, and stole the pin and um, won... Uh, uh, what do you uh, won the triple threat match? He won the triple threat match. So in the main event, it is Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles. I do not think we ever seen that actually. Have we seen that in I, WWE? Because if we have, I do not remember that. I don't think so. It, it was probably a TNA match at some point. We could ask oh, the next question. I am completely assuming it was a TNA match at one point for WWE. I have no clue, man, but I like that a lot. Let's see. Oh. They Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles for the US title August fifteenth, two thousand twenty two. So it was last wow. year. I do not remember that. I have no memory of that. Good lord. Interesting. Interesting. I was uh, obviously that was on Bobby Lashley's U.S. title run, which was a very enjoyable run. Um, if I do say so myself, but um, that was that. Um, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes then um, had his SmackDown debut. He had his SmackDown debut match. He had a SmackDown debut match here against Baron Corbin, as Baron Corbin was calling him Mr. Irrelevant for being drafted last. I guess that's the nickname people who get drafted last get called. So I guess Cameron Grimes was Mr. Irrelevant. Um, even though that's completely ironic coming from Baron Corbin. Um, so (laughs) Corbin says in about, he got on the mic before the match and he said in about two minutes, you're going to be laying flat on your back after I beat you. And match started. Grimes hit the cave in and Baron Corbin lost. God damn, man. Corbin. Oh yeah, Corbin wasn't drafted. Yep. <laughs> the, the, 
Okay, fucking Corbin, man. Yeah. Um, goddamn, I missed the old Corbin. But um, great, great, great showcase for Cameron Grimes, man. I'm glad he's on the fucking main roster finally. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was really it was really cool seeing him get the uh, seeing him get a quick victory and the downward slope of Baron Corbin continues. Um, I don't know where where they're going with this, but they need to hurry up and make this man the lone wolf. I understand everybody can't get pushed at once, but I mean this dude just going around collecting losses. I mean you don't want it to get too bad to the point where if he does revert back to it, he's just gonna be so so fucking irrelevant. I mean speaking of Mister Irrelevant, it's gonna be him. If they don't uh, at least just start teasing it, you know. Um, Dude's just been losing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get you want him on a losing streak, but again, you don't want this to lose too much. You don't want him to lose too much momentum to the point where it just completely derails his career. Um, But uh, yeah, man, yeah, that was. And Cameron Grimes kept saying that. He said that to him last week. He said. Um, I would rather be Mr. Irrelevant than undrafted. Damn. That shit crazy, man. God damn. Dude. God, Dude, Morrow on SmackDown was a vibe, bro. Oh my I god. <sighs> Not to mention, dude, his theme song. Man, what a run. That shit was classic, man. That shit was pure classic. It really was. Grayson Waller made his debut backstage with Adam Pierce. He said to Adam Pierce, Can I interview the winner of Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles um, next week on the premiere of the Grayson Waller effect? Adam Pierce said okay, as um Grayson Waller will be interviewing Bobby Lashley or AJ Styles, which obviously ended up being AJ Styles, but I guess that goes to prove uh, Boozer666 wrong on Twitter because he said that Grayson Waller was going to interview the first World Heavyweight Champion. So... I don't think it's going to be AJ Styles, man, so... Don't think it will be AJ either. No, not at all, man, but setting up that feud, I guess. Why not? Definitely, man. So, yeah, and then and then later in the show, we also did get uh, the debut uh, in a backstage segment of Pretty Deadly. They were uh, taunting the Brawling Brute <sighs> and challenged them to a match for next week. So we're going to see the debut <laughs> of Kit Wilson and Elton Prince next week. So pretty nice should be pretty that. sick. Hell yeah. Uh Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez defeat damage control. Who would have guessed? <laughs> the bloodline. The bloodline, man. Man. I love this group. Who bro Roman Reigns is here on SmackDown. He is at work this week. He's here. He's here with uh, Paul Heyman, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa, man. They all come out and make their entrance. 
Roman immediately, immediately says, uh, he talks about representing the family. He talks about holding it down. And he says he needs to give props to what happened at Backlash to Solo Sokoa. He goes over by Solo. He says, see, me and you are always holding it down for the family. We're always representing. You take care of problems. We had a riddle problem and you solved it. Solo said, what about the Sammy and Kevin problem? Roman said, see, I like that about you. You're always thinking about what uh, you're always thinking about the next problem. You're always trying to figure out how to resolve problems. He says, he says, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because we actually Sammy and Kevin aren't the problem. He says, your brothers are the problem. He looks over at Jimmy and Jay and Jay's just standing there and Jimmy's just standing there as well. Roman goes over by them and he says, so did you guys just think we weren't going to talk about you losing the tag team championships at WrestleMania? Bro. Fucking. Man, I. (sighs) We'll get to it, man. So. So Roman, so Roman says, do you guys think that we aren't. Uh, did you guys think we weren't going to talk about that? So he tells them, he tells them, um, he says, you know, those championships, those championships should have came back home to the bloodline a couple weeks ago when you guys challenged for the, in your rematch for the tag team championships and you lost. Um, And then he says, and then you had the audacity to put, my name, a singles wrestler, I'm not even in a tag team, and you had the audacity to stamp my name to that match, and you lost? Okay, guys, apologize about that. So, yes, where was I? So Roman so Roman says to them, um, I'm not even a uh, tag team guy. I'm a singles wrestler. Why would you ever dedicate that to me, especially when you guys lost? He said, I want you guys to apologize. You need to apologize for that. He says, I don't want to hear another word out of one, each of your mouths until it is, I'm sorry, or I apologize, my tribal chief. Jimmy just continues to laugh and and make fun of the situation. And Roman just looks at him. Roman says, oh, is this funny to you? Is something funny to you? Do you think we're shooting a commercial again? Am I just some clown to you? He fucking muffs 
Jimmy in his face. He muffs him as Jimmy's as instantly Jimmy Jimmy's face just instantly just like um instantly just 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 went stone face and he was just instantly pissed. And then Roman's telling him, "What are you going to do something? Are you going to do something?" And at, right as Jimmy goes to go after Roman, right as Jimmy goes to go after Roman, Jay steps in between and he says, uh, he says, uh, man, we apologize. We apologize. Okay. I think we're back again. Okay. So, so Roman, so Roman, um, so he says he's sorry, uh, or Jay, Jay says he's sorry. Roman then says, you know what? Since you guys aren't going to do it, I actually came here with a game plan tonight. Wise man, do you want to tell him? He says, at Night of Champions, it is going to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defending the tag team championships against, as Jay has his back turned to Roman, and he's hyping, he's hyping himself up with Jimmy, like they're about to go after the belts again. Heyman says, solo... And Jay just instantly just whips around and just fucking stares at both of them like, what? Uh, Solo and Roman Reigns. This was right after Roman Reigns just said he's not a tag team guy. I guess that just goes to show his faith in the Usos. Um, And he is also not defending (laughs) his championship. On the day, one thousand, dude. Uh, it's so fifty-fifty because I like what they're doing with him. You know, doing a shot at the tag titles. You know, that adds a cool dynamic to that. Yeah, but at this pay-per-view, really, you could, yes, you couldn't have just like, waited why? one more pay-per-view for this. You couldn't wait one more pay-per-view for this. Granted, I, I, it's I, better mm-hmm. than Omos. But still, I mean, time is. But still, brother, what? I'd rather. I, to be honest, I'd rather him face Omos. At least he's defending his title on the day of his thousandth day at a show called Night of Champions. Yep. Like, bro. Yep. Like, I like the match. It shouldn't be happening right this second. It should not. No, definitely. But you know what? I will say. After this, Solo, Roman, and Paul leave the ring, and the Usos just stayed in the ring. Bro. Man. Over the past couple of months, I have genuinely blossomed um, to just have a great, just respect and admiration for all the little details that this group puts into what they do. And this group reeks of something just like just like how it played out with John Cena of something that a lot of people hate it in the moment, but people are going to fucking miss it when it's gone. Bro Yes, th- this is definitely one thing I know for a fact we don't see eye to eye on, and that's okay. But 
man, I've just grown a, I, I gotta be honest, bro. I have just grown a very different appreciation for, and I respect how you feel and it's valid. But personally, I have just grown and a, a, a different immense of, of respect for for this group and, and everything they've done um, and everything they continue to do. It's just, in my opinion, it's just been fucking fantastic, bro. It's been fucking fantastic. And it's something, it's something that it's so easy to hate because there is blaring problems and and you know I I'll be the first to admit every each and every fucking single one of them I just brought up two of them, but man I've just man I I've I've just been loving this group, bro. I've been loving this group. This 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 has been awesome. It has. Oh, I definitely agree with you when it comes to the group itself, but when it comes to the title, complete opposite. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how at the same time there's just two opposite sides to it. The group itself, love it. I'll miss it when it's over. The title reign is quite the reverse, man. It's alright now. I don't even care at this point. But in the long run, what they did with that title did a million more harmful things than it ever did good, man. And so it's really funny. Like, I definitely agree with you when it comes to the group itself and the stories they told. But overall, man, when it comes to that title reign that that dude is having... It's quite the opposite, man, for me, man. But yeah. love the group. Um, the storyline has been amazing, man. And I actually do really like the tag match that they've created for the story. It's just at the wrong pay-per-view, man. Oh, 100%. It's just, it's, 100%. Just, they just did the wrong pay-per-view. So, for the title reign... For the title reign... I did not like the title reign from... Probably after Fastlane 2021 mm-hmm. up until like December of 2022. So for the better part of a year and a half, I did not enjoy any of it because it was just this guy running through fucking mm-hmm. everybody. But once they added, once they added this, the Sami Zayn stuff. It just got a whole much more enjoyable for me. Now, what um about the championship situation itself? It, it it's fucked. It is absolutely fucked. But it's something that's not going. I've said it a million times over. Yeah, it's not gonna cool. fucking change until he gets the championships off of him. So it's kind of just something. I mean, <laughs> it's just another year of it, this man. Like, that's the thing that gets me. I know it's going to be at least till SummerSlam. I'll give you that one, Logan. But most likely till Mania of just pointless. All, all, everything we see on SmackDown is pointless, man. So, so it's just another one of those things. So, yeah, so that's, a, that's the one thing I, I do have to agree with you on, though, is if you were going to make the importance about Roman and his family... Again, you should have took the titles off of them because it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's about the championships. Like the championships feel like a bit of a prop at this point. They're just literally part at the night. He gets a thousand days. He's going to be challenging for the tag titles. This moment would have been so much better if he wasn't double champ. Mm -hmm. It would be a million times better. 
Yeah, but uh yeah, I definitely I definitely I definitely agree agree with that. I think if they want to make this last year really memorable, you got a lot of people on SmackDown that he hasn't faced and he could beat them. Just yeah. make it interesting. Legit. Please, you please know? just make it legit, man. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of the things they did with him earlier this year, uh, well, I mean, earlier this year is really when he started, you know, defending the titles on a constant basis or at least a Roman Reigns constant basis again were legit. Kevin Owens, that was legit. The story was building with Sammy. His next title reign was against, or title defense was against Sammy. That was fucking as legit as they get. Cody, another one, as legit as they get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they need to make these things consistently legit. It cannot be how it was in 2021 where it's like, yeah, we're throwing big names at him, but he's just going to beat him anyway. Um, and honestly, the names he has lined up, He's obviously running through all of them. None of them are real contenders, but at least try to make it a little interesting and make it about the titles. Exactly, man. Exactly. You know, that's just my gripe with this, man. But as far as the group, as far as Roman, I think Roman's on another level. I've told you guys this before. I think by the time this is all said and done, this man will be one of the all-time greats. The Usos are on my top three tag teams of all time. Everybody knows how I feel about them. Paul Heyman's a goat. Fucking Solo Sokoa is just a, a star in the making. Yes, man. The group is just, and the story they're telling, the story they're telling is just immaculate. I, I mean, it, it's it's truly just amazing. It's incredible, and I've I've really, I I've. I've really got a lot of the sour taste out of my mouth with this group. Um, I really have. I really have. There is still blaring problems, and trust me, I'll be the first one to tell you most of them. <laughs> but but um, there are still blaring problems like we just talked about with these championships, bro. But, I mean, as far as just the group itself, um, I've, I've been loving it, man. And I've just had a, a different appreciation, man. They just it, – it's – all the little things, man. They, they just, they nail them home, bro. They really do. They do, man. They do a story. The overall story is great, man. Uh, speaking of, speaking of not nailing things home, we have a Bianca Belair <laughs> championship celebration. Dude, if we want to talk about problems with championships, she's having a championship celebration for the Raw Women's title on SmackDown. Like, they they literally haven't brought that up at all on TV. Nothing. Not even a hint about how it's going to... They just... They're just on TV with the other title. And they haven't said a word about it. Like, what? The only... You know another thing I could see Triple H doing if he wants to introduce all new title designs is just give them two belts that look nothing alike. Give Rhea a new belt and mm-hmm. give Bianca a new belt and neither of them look anything alike. That's what I was going to say. I don't at this point I don't even think they're going to do a title swap segment cuz they haven't even mentioned having each other's titles on TV yet. Mm-hmm. It's been like 3 weeks after the draft at this point. Yep. But um 
I could just see them renaming the titles, giving them a new design, and just having those, you know, reigns carry over to these new ones so they're not brand-specific. I think that's just what they're going to do. They're just going to find a way to make them not brand-specific. I would rather that than a title swap, to be honest with you. To be honest, at this point, ain't if you're just going to put um, branded titles in the draft anyway, don't make them branded titles. Just have them write their own name. Yep. Have the women's world title and the women's heavyweight title. Who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. The women's featherweight title. <laughs> so, the the women's cruiserweight title. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, at this point, bro, I'd rather that than a title swap. And then we get two titles that don't look just like the world heavyweight championship. I'm down with it. Exactly, man. Exactly. Even Definitely. though it might go the cheap route, make one kind of still look like the the current world title, and then just do one that looks like that new heavyweight world title, mm-hmm. with just white strap. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be WWE's response. It really is the most WWE thing ever. <laughs> just look at the title, man. Just how, how can we make something for the women? Just take the hat. Make the strap white, man. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> all, the, all the white straps do hit for the women. But yes, it, it should be a different design overall. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, man, I just miss that fucking white strap on the IC title so much. Completely off topic, but I really do. <sighs> man. It looks so good, man. I miss that title. Even though the thing is, it's amazing what a good champ could do for even the look of a title. And when I say that, I'm saying when I see Gunther defending the IC title, when I used to look at that title, I used to think, God, that is fucking hideous. Now, when I see this man put it on a banger, I'm like, man... It's still hideous, but this man is doing right by that championship. Exactly, man. Exactly. I just get that mental picture of him with that old one in my head, and oh, that's how bro. that's how it feels, and that's what matters. It feels like he has that old one, mm-hmm. and that's what you want to see, man. Mm-hmm. Even though I want to see the fucking old one, too, man. Or, dude, even they, that cat got globes on it, color the globes blue. Put it, in a, put it on a white strap, man, at this point. Because they're not going to change the design. We we know that. Mm-hmm. Just edit the look a little bit. Yep. That's all you got to do. Yep. Just go, in, just go into Photoshop and do a little color correction. So anyway, Bianca Belair comes out to the ring, skipping and hopping and flopping around, fucking waving her hair everywhere. She's in the ring, fireworks are going off, she's holding up the championship, she doesn't say one fucking word. Asuka comes out, clearly holding her mouth shut like this. So the mist doesn't come flying out. She gets in the ring, she shakes Bianca's hand, and she missed her in the face, and Bianca Belair was absolutely overselling the living shit out of this. Dude, that backstage segment where she was fucking freaking out on the fucking... Oh, I hated that. Like, dude, you've never... Like, I know damn well you've been misted by Asuka before, bro. It is not that serious. It and the, is not that fucking serious. And the worst part was, they're trying to give her 
a towel with water on it, and she's throwing away the towel, but she continues to jump and scream. Dog, take if like, it hurts lady. that bad, wash your fucking face off. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, maybe maybe if she wants it to hurt a little more, Oscar can replace the mist with McDonald's Sprite and really burn their fucking face. Oh my god. Does, <laughs> does McDonald's Sprite burn? Oh, probably, you ever had McDonald's Sprite? I don't. It's been a minute. That shit like acid, bro. That shit's great. It's amazing. <laughs> but that shit's intense, bro. <laughs> it's intense I love me some Sprite. McDonald's Coke, but... I know Tony Khan does too, but um, probably Coke man, but dude, Coke I'm telling you, Coca Khan. Bro, so yeah, that was that. It was the most pointless segment ever. She came out there, held up her title, fireworks went off like she's fucking Jeff Hardy in 08, not, and. Mm-hmm. Oscar came out and missed her, and that was it. <laughs> what the fuck? Good lord, man. Good fucking lord. So, that was that. That was that, man, as... In the main event, we seen Bobby Lashley. Also, when Bobby Lashley was walking through the hallways, there was like a skull behind him. In the hallway, and a lot of people thought that was a reference to Bray Wyatt. So maybe, maybe he's going back to SmackDown. Could be interesting. I could very well see it. So Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles were in the main event. Bobby Lashley got rebusted open from Austin Theory, throwing him into the barricade um, later in their first triple threat match of the night. So he re-aggravated his cut. He was bleeding all over the place again. Uh, AJ Styles picked up the victory here, man. And what was, um, uh, you know, obviously wasn't your, you know, fastest pace match ever. So AEW fans would have absolutely hated this match because they don't know what psychology is. But um, <laughs> oh god, they, they're saying that match Oh it no! Is, is... You cannot work a body part in front of AEW fans, bro. <laughs> oh, God, dude! <laughs> they think it's the imagine... most boring thing ever. Dude, imagine if Orton was in their fucking company. Oh, they would have hated him. Remember when he they teased would... going to AEW? And I would have loved it too. I'd have been pretty rated sick. Rated RKO? That shit would have been hard. In fucking, I'm not rated RKO. What the fuck? Um, FTRKO. And fucking an AEW, that oh, shit would be heat. That shit dude, would be pure heat. That would have went so hard. And then Chicago Phil could have came and replaced him, bro. Oh, fucking medical bill, Phil, man. Randy Orton. Randy Orton actually would have went pretty hard in AEW, to be honest. But um, like, and he does want to work with that Sammy Guerrero, that Sammy Gavea. <laughs> Sammy Guerrero. <laughs> so yeah it um it would have been pretty hard bro it would have been pretty hard but hard. No. um well you know they couldn't be they couldn't be with uh orton too long because shane mcmahon seen the next four horsemen in him oh, ftr God. and drew mcintyre 
That gave Shane four horseman vibes. This gave me four horseman vibes. Just okay. Uh, even Dak said he's like, I was just looking at him like, okay. <laughs> that is Amazing. fucking hilarious, bro. Just okay. <laughs> that fucking water, man. Fucking Shane, bro. That man. That bad is a gem. Um, yeah, so obviously all jokes aside, um, well, uh, for some AEW fans, that probably isn't a joke, but, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't your, wasn't your fastest paced match ever, but I mean, it was very good for what it was. Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles, um, AJ Styles picked up the victory with the phenomenal forearm, man. And the finals are Seth freaking Rollins. Versus AJ Styles in Saudi Arabia, man. And afterwards, the OC came out. I really wish they would rebrand their colors to blue. Red just isn't AJ's color. It's not, man. It's not. I think they will. Because I saw Mia Yim post a picture about her, and she was in all blue, and was like, it was like SmackDown is is my home or whatever the fuck she said. I don't fucking know. They they got I bring blue. AJ Styles back, man. I need it. Definitely. Definitely, bro. Oh, man. That shit was was heated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, man. It... Yeah. AJ Styles in red just... I don't know. Doesn't doesn't hit the same. (laughs) No, that ain't his color, bro. Mm -mm. And his Trons are still blue, too. So it doesn't make much sense at all but um yeah man but that was that was um speaking of AJ though did you hear that piece of news we'll talk about it on on next Friday obviously but a lot of people might get their theme song changed like most of the people with CFO songs oh no yeah I think something happened with the licensing and like damn near everybody is going to get a new theme song. Dude, could you imagine AJ without They Don't Want None? I think. Or they'll go the cheap way and just remix it. Oh yeah, they'll have somebody else do the lyrics. I don't know. God, they're they're gonna get AJ, AJ to do it. I don't want With some southern boys, with the farmer strength. <laughs> but yeah, there there's some in the news about the theme songs that are ever damn near everybody in that company is gonna get a new theme song. I think. Fuck, who else has a CFO song? Oh, we're gonna get some uh, shitty glorious domination remix. Oh, uh, you know it. Nakamura as well. Yeah, those are the ones I'm scared of, man. The AJ and the Nakamuras. Oh, that's going to be bad. Who did you say just now? AJ and Nakamura? Before that, you were saying, you were mentioning somebody. What did I just say, Dave? God, that memory's horrible. Me Asuka? Yes. No, hers is a remix. Hers is a Def Rebel remix. Because, you know, she doesn't oh, okay. she doesn't come out to um, her old NXT one. 
Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Damn, what did I say? Dude, AJ and Nakamura are fucking scary. I'm trying to think of bigger name. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Dude, just give McIntyre. him broken dreams. I was thinking about that I today. Just, if I was him, he might just be saving broken dreams for, for leaving at this point. Yeah, well... If I was him, if I was leaving, might as well... Well, I think WWE still has the rights to it because they used it at Clash unless they just used it for a one-off. It could be a one-off and they might only own the uh, WWE version. Because there is that other version. And I like the other version more personally, to be, if I'm being honest. I think that one hits better. Mm -hmm. But that's just my opinion, man. But, um, dude, that's scary for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, that is just thinking about it, man. Huh. The Usos as well. Usos, I wonder if it's cool. different because they sing it. Maybe. Maybe it's if it's themselves singing it, they might be safe. But, oh man. AJ doesn't sing his. Nobody sings Nakamura's. Oh man. I'm scared for that shit. Why did they get rid of CFO, bro? Like, what the fuck? In the first place, dog. Like, should have just kept them. <sighs> Fucking deaf rebel. Get it. You fucking fucking ass. They really do. <laughs> yeah, man. So with that, that is well, lo to address this last comment. It's not like I don't like seeing AJ in red ever, but like mm -hmm. red being like his primary color. Mm-mm. Not it for me, man. I like that light blue. And it is not just a color. Could you imagine the Undisputed Era in any other color but fucking Wait, yellow? Look that golden yellow. I can't. You can't. It's impossible, man. Like, imagine the Undisputed Even wearing the... blue. Oh, that'd be gross. Even the one year like, they did I... the red War Games attire, it just looked weird. No, man. Yellow is their color, man. Even when they form... Their AEW version of the group, man. Like, they still gotta use yellow. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It was. Because even Adam Cole's shirts in AEW are all yellow. All yellow. Yep. Like, even he knows. That's his color, bro. Yep. Definitely. Definitely, bro. Um. Yeah, man. So with that, that is going to do it, man, for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. Thank you guys for joining us on this special, special, special Saturday edition of Unscripted, man. Um, eh, they, they looked all right. It just, I don't know. I don't know. You talking about the best you retire hit the camo, bro. The camo, uh, yellow good. camo? Yes. No, they're worse though. Remember that Those green? green. That one? We seen them in the Ugh. green. Ugh, that was horrible. I hate the green was garbage, man. The red was I. Well, the wasn't my option. It was I. Yeah. But the camo was going. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. So, with that, with that man, that is gonna do it for this edition of the special Saturday edition of Notorious Unscripted Man. This has been. Another great episode of Unscripted, man. And thank you guys for joining us early, earlier than a Monday, man. Um, so I appreciate it, man. I appreciate everybody, you know, who 
was here in chat, Logan. Um, and yeah, thank you to Sir K as well for doing this for me, man. So I appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great week, man. We're going to miss you guys on Monday, but I wish you guys Mm -hmm. the best during what, um, should be another episode of Monday Night Raw. So we'll see how this goes, man. But, um, with that, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you guys, man. We love you guys. And it has been a pleasure, always a pleasure, for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. That is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Another great edition of Notorious Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace. Can't happen. You-